This is Harold with the Sarnia Indie Nights podcast. This is episode two. Uh, The track you just heard is a clip of the first song on my next guest's current EP, Curiosity. The song is called Pyramid. Uh, This interview is with Spencer Elizabeth, um, and his solo project is called Living Mountains. I almost called it Moving Mountains, but it's Living Mountains. Uh, he's also a drummer in local band Dreams Here. Uh, if you'd like to check him out, you can find him on Spotify, Bandcamp. Uh, just search uh, Living Mountains. I believe he's on Apple Music as well. You can find him on Instagram if you'd like to give him a follow as well and see what he's up to. His project name on there is at living underscore mountains uh so yeah spencer elizabeth hello uh welcome to this podcast that i'm not sure (laughs) what it's named yet uh i'm harold and with me today is spencer elizabeth he is the drummer for local band dreams here as well as multi-instrumentalist would you say yeah for living mountains um which is his Solo project, I guess. Uh, so, Spencer, tell me a bit about yourself. Like, what's your... I guess let's start... So, you, you're the drummer in Dreams here. Yeah. Do um, you want to talk a little bit about them? Uh, yeah. I've um, been playing drums in that band for... Jeez, I don't know. Two-ish years now. Um, it's fun. Yeah. It's, <laughs> a, good, it's a good time. Um, Jacob and I played in a band before that okay um bad habit i played bass in that band but um you know we've always kind of done stuff together and i don't know yeah it's it's fun making music with your friends it is um so you've been how long you been playing drums for um jeez over 10 years now yeah was that your first instrument well, I like I took guitar lessons and stuff as uh, a young child. Yeah. But um, 
you know, it was more like go into a room and try to play a song for an hour or so and then not practice. And right. I, it just didn't really stick with me, like the way it was yeah. taught, I guess. Yeah. Um, but then once I got into the drums, I was like, oh, yeah, like this is like what I want to do. Right. Yeah. And so for drums, did you did you take lessons with that or are you more uh, self-taught, you know, YouTube kind of for a little bit? Um, it was more kind of the same thing though. Mm-hmm. Like I think that kind of way of learning just didn't really stick. Yeah. You, I, I work better like figuring things out on my own. Yeah. Yeah. So I've kind of like, I had a bit of a base to start on, but I've kind of just learned everything as I go, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, okay. So <clears throat> I guess, uh, like how did the, the living mountains thing come about? Was that... Was that prior to Dream Seer and, and the previous band? Um, like, I just started out... I, I got a bass in, like, 2014 or 2015 or something, and I would just kind of improvise and basically record drums and then record bass, just kind of jam with myself yep. in a way. Yep. And it was it was good practice for improv stuff and just learning how to play the bass because i just kind of i was like hey i want to play the bass yeah and uh it just kind of grew from there i learned more and more about recording and a little bit of post-production stuff Mm -hmm. as i went um like everything just kind of builds as you go um and then i just started writing some songs started writing lyrics a little bit and then yeah I just went from there I have yeah a couple EPs out I just put the one out in October mm. that I've been working on for two-ish years really yeah wow how many songs is it I've, I've checked them out I mean one yeah. you know like I have checked them out and uh like I I think the the most recent one I I I checked out there. It's I found it very like psychedelic. Yeah, I uh I got more into that sound um kind of with Dreamseer and the band before Bad Habit like it was like a heavy psych band and Dreamseer's got that kind of psychedelic influence yeah. as well, but yeah. I'd never really listened to that before. Right. So it kind of opened me up to that in a way. And I don't know. I just kind of was like, "Oh, I like this." Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of funny how that happens. Who are your? I guess then, what are, what what? Who are your your main influences, or what are your main influences? Um, like I really like. Um, I think my favorite band I'd say is Lightning Bolt. Okay. Like just crazy noisy uh, bass and drums yep. duo. Um. Kind of uh, like death from above, that kind of stuff. Kind of, just a lot, a lot more abrasive in some parts, and more of like a psychedelic sound. Okay, he, like he uses a wah pedal and a whole bunch of delays. Oh, stuff okay. a lot of the time. Okay, um, so that band's really cool. Um, another one, uh, like Godspeed You Black Emperor. I think I've heard of them. Yeah, they're from Montreal. They're they're really cool. They're like what an eight piece band or something okay. like uh they have a violin player like really? two drummers two bassists wow all kinds of stuff wow um and 
that's where you know some of my songs are kind of long and drawn out and a little droney mm-hmm. and that's kind of where that kind of comes from oh okay a lot of cool they use a lot of interesting textures and uh drones and feedback and stuff yeah and also field recordings which is really something fun um yeah like neutral milk hotel as well you know uh, i'm not i'm not familiar with them uh they're pretty cool they're they're more of like an indie experimental kind of thing yeah but yeah uh so what what are the instru- what's the list of instruments you play fluently well i i would call myself a drummer first yeah and then i i uh, yeah i'd call myself a bassist i guess i've been playing that the second longest amount of time and then I wouldn't say I'm a guitarist, but I would say I play guitar. Yeah, I'm the same way. I I'm not a guitarist, but I play. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and I kind of just kind of figure that out. Uh, like like I was saying earlier, like I had a little bit of a bass to jump off on, but f- and other than that, yeah, I just kind of singing wing it. What's your what's your uh, what's your position on singing? Singing is fun. Yeah. Um, I think it's fun to work around kind of limitations and learn how to do things better right. over time. Right. Like when I first started, well, you know, everybody sings, right? Yeah. But when I first started singing semi-seriously, it's like, oh, kind of have a limited range. I should work on that it, it really if, uh, I've, I've found it really kind of fucks with you when you first hear yourself yeah recorded singing yeah because you know like i'm sure everybody sings in their car and they're thinking oh you know i'm kind of okay and then you hear yeah. it by yourself and it's like whoa maybe i'm kind of shitty yeah then know? too like you're singing along with something right and right right your brain kind of gets distracted right but. um do you do you um, is your singing is your singing influenced off of someone else or like have you I find with singers that um, especially singers starting out if they and maybe this is more in the cover band thing but they always when they're starting out they try to sound like someone else like yeah. have you found your own voice um, and are you comfortable with it I hope so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know um, yeah like well I used to like I was talking about Neutral Milk Hotel, I used to sing along to them all the time. And, uh, sorry about that. <laughs> no worries. And, um, like I would play some acoustic guitar and like sing along, play their songs and stuff. But other than that, no, I just kind of try to sing as best as I can. Just Lately, I've gotten more into doing like higher stuff because my voice is. Yeah. kind of lower yeah. naturally yeah so i'm trying to use that like head voice you know oh, okay yeah um especially with like harmonies and stuff yeah i really like uh doing that it's just fun it's like a little icing on the cake yeah so your recordings um so your eps albums they're all self-produced yeah so i record everything myself uh it'll usually start just usually on the 
base actually mm-hmm. um just an idea i have and then i'll build on it from there mm-hmm. um vocals actually usually come last which is kind of funny yeah well i mean i don't know like uh like i'm not um like i do backups in my v- band and i don't write any lyrics but i've always kind of uh to me anyway it seems like it might be easier to write vocals last yeah it you kind of you kind of you, you need know, something to yeah go yeah you're s- you know like uh you know our singer sometimes she'll have lyrics in a and then we have written a song around lyrics and kind of a melody right but just to me the if if i were to write my own music coming up with uh to me like vocals and lyrics is it's the the feeling from the music right yeah and like sometimes too um the melody is easy but then the lyrics don't go with it or the lyrics are easy but then it's hard to fit them in to what you need to do so it's a lot of uh going back and adjusting and fixing things yeah your your lyrics are are they um are they what what are your lyrics mostly are they personal are they you know like is it political is it observational what how would you describe them mostly personal yeah with living mountains like it's kind of like everything in it is just me i guess <laughs> i yep. don't know so it's easy to just kind of be a little introspective i guess but mm-hmm. it's also like there's a lot of things about um things like mental health and stuff that i write about right and uh just you know everyday stuff life yeah yeah i tend to try to get a little abstract with it here and there but there's also you know things about personal relationships and things that you know they're bound to come up when you're writing yeah people close to you and things like that um yeah so so with you being um a songwriter and multi-instrumentalist um and not really to get into the whole dream seer thing because maybe that's a different podcast but um uh, how what's the writing dynamic in that is like are you allowed to like are do you bring songs forward or uh like to dream seer yeah yeah um or usually like jacob has like a whole general structure and like he writes all the lyrics and stuff right in mind um and then it's it's lately we've been kind of writing as a group a little bit more mm-hmm. but like we still do like he'll bring something to the table and we'll all add our little bits to it right um add new parts and things and maybe do things a little different um it's very collaborative in that way but he kind of lays the groundwork for right. It, right. for everything Cool. That's that's very interesting. I, I yeah. always wondered, like, um, you know, when I was younger, growing up in some of my f- bands at the time that I really uh, caught my attention, like Soundgarden, for instance. Okay. Yeah. Matt Cameron is, you know, is actually a, a really good songwriter. And, you know, I always wondered how we don't, like, I don't play with a drummer that writes songs. He plays drums and that's it. Um, right. So I always wondered what that aspect was like for... You know, being in a band w- where you have a drummer that that can write, and then also being a drummer in a band, and 
and maybe wanting to because if you weren't doing living mountains what's your what's your what's your outlet right like if yeah true like i i think it would always naturally kind of happen like yeah i feel i i always need some kind of outlet like that even though like playing in a band um is great and everything um and it's a good outlet as well it's just there's something more kind of personal about right doing your own thing too right and being and being the you know you're you're not just the drummer you're the bassist this the, the lyricist this that's yeah. a lot you know <laughs> yeah um, i guess and then so you all you're all, you you self-produce them yourself uh how did you uh like did you have any formal training in in recording or was that just kind of self-taught yeah no, like i was saying um how I would used to just play play the bass and the drums and mash them together. Yeah, yeah I just kind of learned how to do stuff and yeah. audacity and um, just kind of figured more out on the way. Like, there's a lot of good resources online mm -hmm. as well to um, figure out what is happening. Right. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> actually the the great thing about that too is I find now that being a uh, like in a true indie band, it's really easy to get your music out there. Yeah, it's more so the the thing now. I would say, in my experience, is more so marketing. Yeah, and, and promotion. Yeah, and to to you know kind of find your niche and then have other people be able to find you because there's so much stuff out exactly. there. Exactly. Right? Like so. the barrier for entry is so much lower. Yeah, you can just upload whatever to Bandcamp and. There you go. Mm -hmm. But like everyone else is doing that. So. Right. So I guess as um, I guess uh, this is kind of a two part question, I guess. One, yeah. wh what how do you set yourself apart so that you can be f found on, say, Bandcamp or Spotify or whatever? And then secondly, what is your goal with Living Mountains? Is it just to, you know, do your own solo project? where you have you know you have these ideas and y you just want to put them out there on your own and you know what i mean like what's what's your goal with it and and the first part where how do yeah. you how do you set yourself apart to be heard um i try to make things that i want to hear and i also try to make things that um not necessarily haven't been done before but i try to do things differently maybe mm -hmm. i don't know um it's it's tough it it really is yeah. cause like you can you can be a really good band uh and i find if i think it's it's kind of it's weird now because it's almost like the the other part if you, you know uh, most bands i don't know any bands in town that are some but um if you don't have something behind you it's you really the other part of it and you're trying to do something musically like you know go play shows or even get any attention you really the other part of it is really knowing the business and being really really good yeah. at marketing and promotion which is what's what's your take on that like um with your personal project your your solo projects what you know like do you have an intent like I guess everybody, if they could make it big, yeah, would do it. Y well, yeah, um, yeah. Like I don't know. I have like tapes and stuff that I sell yeah. with my EP, but like as far as online online, 
goes. I just kind of share it around as much as I can. Yeah. Try to get it on as many platforms as I can. So are you, because uh, I didn't check, because I know you are, it's, was your Bandcamp you're on? Yeah, Bandcamp and Spotify. Okay, so you Apple are on Spotify. Music, yeah, okay. Um, oh, I, was, I just had a really good point. Okay, so you said tapes. Yeah. That's a thing of the past. What What yeah. was the uh, um, idea behind that? Well, they're pretty cheap to produce. Um, and we're talking about cassette tapes. Yeah. 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 Um, they're, I don't know, I think they're neat. Like yeah, a, lot of, uh, a lot of uh, other bands like from Toronto that we played with have had tapes and I've been like, oh, tapes. Really? Weird. But then they're, they're really cool. <laughs> it's a cool way to package your music. Uh, you can do a lot with um, like the visual design and, and all that. I just, I don't know, it was a fun project. I actually have one over here. Grab it. Dude, can you, can you still buy cassette players? Yeah. <laughs> I actually was not sure about that. Um, so, because I, I do remember seeing that, like a, a cassette tape. What? <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. So, uh, so uh, not to get into finances, but are these what like how mu- how big of a run did you do of these? I just printed fifty. And w- roughly, small. what's like what's the cost on that? Because like this is a legitimate nineteen ninety two cassette. Like it's you know the the jacket, the the case, and everything. So I haven't seen one of those in a long time, man. That's crazy. Yeah, they're they're neat. Yeah, um, it wasn't too expensive, but. Enough. So I'm selling for just five bucks. That's, that's enough a good to, price, yeah. to at least break even. Yeah. So that's not bad. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, the whole how do you release music? Because I mean, obviously, digital's the most popular way to yeah. go. But vinyl's uh, cool too. It's just super it's expensive. expensive. But yeah. um, Bandcamp now has almost like uh it's kind of like a gofundme for vinyl oh okay, if you've yeah. seen this so basically oh, what yeah, it is you yeah. can you can um uh, you can you have to i believe it's 250 you have to have 250 people that are willing to buy right and basically they pay for it up front and then Bandcamp is the one that presses and all that huh. the, the great thing about it is there's no cost to you yeah. so you're not going to lose anything on it um, because if there's not enough people to purchase, yeah, it's a great thing to look into. But then at the same time, if you're, you know, you're a small band or solo artist starting out, like I don't know 250 people, yeah, you know, and then yeah. it's like 25 dollars of a album. So yeah. it's uh, there are some interesting ways to to get out, and I cassette tape is <laughs> I haven't seen that in so yeah. long. That's very interesting. No, it's cool, like. Um, this company is based out of Toronto, okay. I think, but they have a whole bunch of different options and stuff for like what kind of cassette to use and all kinds of stuff. You can get like laser etching in it and all really? this fancy shit, but wow. <laughs> I just, you know, plain old clear cassette. I thought it looked cool with the album. And, do, and, and do you stuff. know a lot of people that still have cassette players? A few. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Like, uh. Some of my friends and the it's not really something that the casual kind of music listener will be like, Oh yeah, I'll buy a mm-hmm. cassette. Like people barely buy CDs anymore. Right. But I don't know. It's kinda neat. 
it's it's definitely setting yourself apart in in a release standpoint anyway yeah i guess so so uh with being a solo artist for this project um you don't play live do you no um you know i probably could get a band together but it's more of a recording project okay. at the moment yep um just i've been getting really into you know seeing these songs kind of build out of nothing mm-hmm. it's really satisfying in a way R- recording's a, an interesting thing unto itself as well yeah. where you know uh you don't need a lot to make something and this is my opinion you don't need a lot to make something good you yeah. don't need to spend thousands of dollars and just do like we just really we're, we're going to release an ep and I recorded the whole thing in my oh, basement yeah. down here. Uh, I had it sent out to be mixed and mastered. Right. Did you mix your own? Um, mixed it myself. Um, Jake Cummings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard, yeah. Yeah, he's in town here. He mastered it. Um, I'm actually going over to his studio tomorrow to record drums for the next album. Mm-hmm. So he's been pretty helpful with that. that. That's cool. Yeah. Do you find... Um, do you find in mixing it yourself, uh, I, how do I ask? Do you find it like you're more biased? Like, see, the thing the thing with us when we send out, uh, when I send out our stuff to be mixed, I kind of, it's like someone else's take on it. Yeah. You know? It's, everybody's going to hear something different. Right. Um, uh, it, sometimes it's good to get other ears on it, but nobody's gonna want the same thing precisely right. or even hear the same thing um so it is good to get other ears on it like mm-hmm. um have other people listen to it see what they would adjust but also like in a way it's good to have it sound right how you want it right but i don't know i guess it depends Mixing too, I find, and and uh, maybe this is a bit why I don't do it. Mixing, I find, is like a, an art. Yeah, it's very tedious. <laughs> it is, and it's it's a lot of uh, second and triple and checking mixes and then yeah. going back and it's uh, you know like we've done it for demos um, about a year ago. Mm. My band was signed to an indie label in yeah. in England and. And we had to submit demos, and it was like, well, I don't want to just submit the demos that I do for my band. Yeah. It's, it's like, I'm going to put... And I spent... Shit, we we submitted, I think, three demos, and I spent almost a week of, like, 12-hour days mixing them. Oh, like, yeah, geez. And it, and it was like, you know, and then I, I listened to them, and I'm like, these still aren't studio quality, you know? Yeah, it's like, this EP, I listened to it over and over and over again, like, you know, as it's being recorded, just fine-tuning like turn this up one decibel turn this down two. maybe cut the low end on this and it's just you hear these songs so much you i don't know like hopefully it comes out sounding how you want in the end but Mm -hmm. maybe your brain just goes numb at some point i I agree with that and then i was gonna ask because of that do you find yourself getting sick of any of the songs or getting sick of just your you know do do like for me when we record um uh, will record and then I'll sit there and just kind of like 
listen to the drums and like, oh, I really like that snare and how it sounds, but I'll just shit on it. Yeah. And then it's like, I've heard it so much. There's times where I, c- I can't even listen to music after. <laughs> I need to decompress and my ears are so fatigued. Like, do you find yourself, and I'm asking this because like, I don't, like I said, I don't mix our stuff, right? So like, right. that's a whole other aspect. Do you find yourself getting really tired of it fast? It definitely can burn you out for sure. Um, it's good to listen to other stuff in mm-hmm. the meantime too, because one thing I'm really bad for is mixing things really loud. Okay. <laughs> so it's good to hear other things and know what a good level is, right? Yeah, like a and good, a good. I, I've always like a good reference track. So yeah. I know um, sometimes the mixer I use will be like, "Well, do you have a song in mind that you would, you know, a similar mix, whatever?" Yeah. That's a good point to go off of. Um, it is helpful, but again. Mixing's not... I don't know if that's something I'd ever really want to get into, but... It's good yeah. if you want to keep costs down. Yeah. Absolutely good, so... But... Um, so, you mentioned before we started you are working on uh, another album? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, been working on that one since... Summer of last year-ish? In the middle of recording that last EP, I kind of had some new ideas that I wanted to get down and it just kind of grew from there. So now it's, I've got 13 tracks. Wow. Um, everything except for drums instrumentally is done. Like there'll be obviously go back and tweak things and do some overdubs and stuff because I I can never be satisfied with a single. Yeah. (laughs) takes you're you are um, your own worst critic yeah definitely and it's it's hard to sometimes uh i find like getting your head around that and being like less is more sometimes you know yeah um it's sometimes it's right the first time you hear it yeah um but so you know how do you know um if you're writing while you're recording for an ep yeah how do you know that that say like one song like do you have themes on these or um, not, not not necessarily a theme or a concept, but like, how do you know? Like, do you know when you write your so you're recording and you're you you come up with a new song? Do you right. know that song is for a, a different album? Um, yeah, like it has a different feel for sure. This new album, um, slightly like well, it's got a similar sound because mm-hmm. you know it's a, mostly the same gear and same person doing it. Right. So. <laughs> It's bound to be a little similar, but I, uh, I've definitely grown in waves just over time mm-hmm. from between then and now. Um, one thing about this album, there's a lot more of lyrical kind of themes throughout the whole thing, and like every track transitions into the next one, so it's oh, okay. just a seamless. Oh, okay seamless experience so kind of one whole yeah like there are distinct tracks yeah and you know there are some parts that pop up from earlier tracks later mm-hmm. and things like that but it was a fun experiment to to kind of tackle that's like cool. i like when things do that like the the b side of abbey road yep all like that yeah um, no, that is cool. Um, I'm a big fan of of Mars Volta, the Mars Volta, and oh yeah, I've heard a bit of their stuff. Their uh, their like their first album, Delouse in the Comatorium, is a is a concept album, and it's 
I have never tried it, but I do believe a lot of it flows into it. It's cut up, obviously, as separate tracks right. for the album or whatever. But it, it's that's uh, how do you, how do you, de- I guess you don't decide you want to write a concept album or a, or a themed album. It's no, just kind of um, natural. Yeah, like I recorded the first four tracks on this uh, new album, just all in one project. Um, like I started off with the one song and then it kind of goes into a little interlude and then it kind of gets a little more mellow near the end. Yep. Uh, so it ended up being like t- 10, 10 or 11 minutes. And I was like, oh, that's too long for one song. Maybe <laughs> I'll just kind of split it up. And then I was like, oh, that's too short to be its own thing. Yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll just continue it. And then it just kind of went from there into this big 53 minute thing <laughs> wow <laughs> so I, I i mean length of songs are always a weird thing for me because like uh i don't know are you into tool at all you um, know of them obviously i i know of them yeah so they just released their album their latest album in august and their yeah. first their first single was over 10 minutes yeah long, you know? and yeah. it's it was like the biggest uh selling album of the year but i always and for writing for me like if i come up with a riff and it's I don't know what it is, but maybe it's the bands I listen to and uh, the kind of mentality they had. And it was, I always heard them say things like, we refuse to write three minute songs, right? And yeah. for me, I, for some odd reason, it's something I'm trying to get around as a musician is uh, the thought that anything under three minutes is not good for mm-hmm. whatever reason. But do you have, uh, how do you know when your song ends or what? Like, do you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> um just kind of feel it out i guess yeah. like sometimes it'll be you know a little two minute thing uh sometimes like some of my songs are six seven eight minutes on this new album um you just kind of try and feel it out whatever feels the best right right um and whatever flows nicest yeah uh, there are some things that can get a little repetitive but if you have a new part in there in the middle or something so it's not just verse chorus verse chorus right it might seem a little fresher so i don't know it's all just kind of seeing what sticks okay all all yeah all. it's it's something i don't know i i kind of sometimes struggle with myself like uh this i don't know if this riff is long enough or this yeah. you know um have you have you ever approached Dream Seer or one of your other bands about playing any of your stuff? Um, or have they asked you? No, like it, well, there was, well, no, there are some um, songs that we played near the end of Bad Habit, like the previous band, that kind of evolved into songs that are on the new album okay. in a way. A couple tracks um, that just kind of, they're totally different now, but like the root of it is yeah. from there uh but other than that no it's just kind of it's separate beast oh, okay <laughs> I don't know. okay um i don't know like it's like a lot of the lyrics are personal to me in a way yeah, and it, yeah i don't know it would feel weird to have someone else sing your song yeah well that and like dream seer is dream seer is cool because it's a lot of different sounds Altogether, yeah. But 
not r- quite the same sound as what I have right um, going on here. Um, so with this this album you're writing, do you have uh, a tentative release date for it? I'm hoping for May or June. Yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah, just finishing up tracking the drums tomorrow, hopefully, and then uh, just gotta slap some vocals on there, yeah. and then all the the wonderful post production, and I gotta do artwork and all that. And oh yeah, mastering and. And then, uh, yeah, distribution and all that. Do you find it hard to focus your time between uh, this project, Dreams Here, and then working? Not really. Like, this, that's what I love about just kind of recording on my own. Like, I can do it on my own on the weekends or whatever, you know, when I'm not busy with other things. Or, um, you know, one evening after work, I can just sit down with the bass and tried some weird stuff out and see what works cool um yeah i don't know it's it's fun to come up with ideas and kind of string them together and see how they work together awesome so uh just to finish up where can people find your stuff if they want to check it out um so my stuff's on Bandcamp, uh spotify apple music all that it's just living mountains on there yeah, okay. Living Mountains. I, I will I will whenever this gets posted in whatever format it yeah. will I will link it uh in there. Um Yeah, is there anything else you want to add before we finish up? Um No, that's about it. <laughs> that's yeah, it. Yeah, cool. <laughs> well thanks for uh thanks for coming yeah, out. Yeah, no it's, problem. Uh, thanks for having me. Always interesting to pick the brain of another musician. Yeah. And uh just from the aspect of, you know, doing it all yourself is Sometimes I'm a control freak and I think I, w- I want to write drum parts, but I don't I don't really play. <sighs> and then it's like you're actually doing that. It's kind of crazy to me. Oh, I think okay. I would I would go OCD over it. Well, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, man. Thanks for coming out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's it. Cool. So that was my interview with Spencer from Living Mountains, uh, his solo project as well. He is the drummer for local band Dreams Here. Um, go check out his music. Uh, he's on Spotify and Apple Music, as well as Bandcamp. Just search Living Mountains on those sites. Um, and you can give his project a follow on Instagram if you'd like. Uh, it's at living underscore mountains on there. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, go support music local arts, whatever. Uh, These are shitty times right now. And uh, yeah, till next time.